Welcome to the Beware of the Moon podcast. My name is Hannah, and I am going to be reviewing Halloween Ends Today, which came out just a couple of days ago. The year is 2022. The date today, as I'm recording, is October 16th. Um, so it literally came out a couple days ago. I saw it just last night. And uh, um, it, there, there's a lot of um, split reviews, I'll say, from audience members, as far as what I'm seeing on Twitter. I didn't check Rotten Tomatoes. Um, probably should, but I'm not going to, um, just because I've seen so many strong takes on Twitter and I follow quite a few horror accounts on my personal, follow quite a few on, uh, um, my, my Board of the Moon podcast and just seeing all of the responses to this movie have me just, just frustrated I guess I could say very fairly so I think a big issue with these movies and this has always been the issue in, in essence is people think Halloween is the Michael's Myers movies and in a sense this is true right like they did Halloween that had Michael Myers in it the original they did Halloween 2 also had Michael Myers in it then Halloween 4 and so on and so forth and the remakes and these ones. However, that was not John Carpenter's original vision. John Carpenter's original vision for this series was that each Halloween movie would be about a different town, a different series of murders, different stakes, different uh, different facets of Halloween. Um, so that's why if you're not a Halloween fan and you've only seen the original and then you saw maybe the Rob Zombie ones and that's how you got into it and those are what you like or maybe you saw the original and then you saw Halloween 2018 and that's how you got into Halloween and those are what you like. It's totally understandable that that's where your mindset would be is oh these are Michael Myers movies but that is not the case from John Carpenter's point of view. So John Carpenter and Deborah Hill their original intent for these movies like I said different killer every time. What happened was people liked Michael Myers so much that they asked for another Michael Myers movie. And John Carpenter was like, listen, we already got greenlit to do another Halloween movie. I want to do my thing. And they were like, but we'll throw more money at you if you make it about Michael Myers. So he said, fine. In his words, he, you know, broke out the beer and just got writing. And in his words, he did not like the script. He didn't, that's not what he wanted to do was not very strongly, you know, he wasn't passionate about it, is the thing. He just wasn't, it wasn't his deal. He didn't want another Michael Myers movie, per se. He wanted another Halloween movie. He wanted to write Season of the Witch, but that's not what he did, because they were like, we're not going to give you that, we want this. So, he said, if I do this for you, are you going to let me have my thing? And they said, sure. The studio was like, fine. So, he was like, cool. So he's just slogged through it, you know, buckled down, did what he had to do to get the movie he wanted made, which was put out Halloween 2, and it went out, people loved it, 
that Green Lantern for Halloween 3, Season of the Witch happened. For a lot of people, Season of the Witch gets skipped, even on television. So if you're having a Halloween marathon on television, they usually skip Season of the Witch because it's not about Michael Myers. Halloween 3 is about these masks that are going out to children and this annoying little jingle, you know, three more days till Halloween, 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 Silver Shamrock. It's about the Silver Shamrock Company throwing out these masks. Also, you're welcome for my singing. It's absolutely atrocious. I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. Anyway, it's about these masks that are going out and then on Halloween night, the TV broadcast signal makes them explode with witchcraft, I guess would be the best way to verbalize it. And like snakes and spiders just like blow up inside these masks and murder these kids. So the main characters, he figures this out, he's trying to stop it. And it's a great performance by seasoned horror star Tom Atkins. I mean, he's been in so many just classic cult horror movies, including this one. Um, and it, it, it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's a great watch. But it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. And that was people's issue with it. People revolted. They were like, no. And that's when John Carpenter was like, fuck it, my hands are clean. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. This is not what I had intended for this series. And that sucks for him. Uh, John Carpenter, he's, he's a prolific director. I mean, he did Halloween. He did The Fog. He did... Um, he did Escape from New York. He did, oh man, just so many good things. The Thing. The Thing. I mean, one of the best Easter eggs of the film is that in the cold open, that's what Corey is watching with the kitties babysitting is they're watching John Carpenter's The Thing. And John Carpenter has gotten so much shit as a director and a writer because of his works. And it sucks because they're classics now. Like they're they're classics. In the Mouth of Madness, cult classic, amazing movie. The Thing, cult classic, amazing movie, heavily shitted on when it first came out. I mean, John Carpenter has some of the best directorial skills, some of the coolest writing, and yet he always gets shafted like this. And I don't understand why, because if we would let the guy just do what he wants to do, we would get some serious killer movies, like amazing, incredible movies and we don't. Instead, we do what people are doing online right now and going, this movie didn't have enough of this. And I'm upset by that. And the this, in this case, is Michael Myers. So I think it's not very... I, I mean, I try to do a non-spoilery review. But I think if you're going to watch this movie, the first two things you need to understand going into it is this is a Halloween movie. Not a Michael Myers movie. If you want to see Michael Myers... Go watch Halloween 4. Go watch Halloween H2O. Go watch Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. Don't shit on this one just because it's different from what you expected. Okay? Alright. Second thing. You need to understand that Michael Myers is not the star in this movie. Which is great. I think it's great. Do I love Michael Myers? Absolutely. However, we have gotten so many Michael Myers movies at this point that it's fine to do one with him not as the prolific center. And that is the point, that is, it's the, it's basically the meat of this film is the fact that Michael Myers is evil incarnate, he is fear incarnate, what are we doing with fear, right? Halloween Kills was not that great of a movie, I'm not gonna lie. Not my favorite. Halloween 2018 was an incredible movie, just busted down the door and just 
kicked ass. And there are some amazing scenes in Halloween Kills too, don't get, don't get me wrong. It's just a little bit more contrived and I feel like it just it just drags you around too much. This movie, Halloween Ends, is amazing. If you let it be what it wants to be. Take what you think it ought to be, throw it out the window, and just embrace what's coming your way. Because if you do that, you will enjoy the movie. If you're here to see Michael Myers and that's it, you are not going to enjoy the movie. Like I said, go watch something else. Go watch a different Halloween movie. Not Halloween 3 either, because you're going to be disappointed with that as well. But if you accept the fact that John Carpenter is a wonderful writer, director, these guys have given us one incredible Halloween movie and one okay Halloween movie. Trust them one more time and just sit down, buckle up, and ride with it. You're going to enjoy it. It's fucking awesome. It's a great movie. And I will wholeheartedly stand by that. If you want more Michael Myers movies, go out and see this movie. Go out and see it again. Go out and see it again again. Go out and see it as many times as you could possibly afford to see it. Because there, like John Carpenter has said in interviews, is this the last Halloween movie? Technically, yes. But he's like, I'm not opposed to another payday. If y'all want another Halloween movie... Let's do it. I'll crank one out. Whatever. So if you really want Michael Myers to come back, definitely go see this movie. Definitely support this movie. Because that's the only way you're going to get more Michael Myers again. However, like I said, don't expect much Michael Myers in this one. Because he's really not there very often. And I am perfectly okay with that. Because Michael Myers isn't so much a person. Even in the films themselves, he's not so much a person as an entity. They call him the shape. Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, forgive me, it was last night. It's been a full 24 hours since I saw it. But I'm pretty sure they credit the actor, James Jude Courtney, as playing the shape. Because Michael Myers is never about being a human being, even in the original series. You know, He's not a human being so much as he is the shape, so much as he is an entity, so much as he is the physical form of evil. Once you accept that, this movie's gonna be awesome for you. So all that out of the way, that's the spoiler-free review, is this movie kicks ass, accept those two things, embrace it, and you're gonna love it. If you can't do that, you don't want to do that, then don't go. I, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you can't hang with that for just one movie out of, like, 20... Hang on, let me look at the exact number. We have 13 Halloween movies, according to just my brief search on the internet. Two of them are not about Michael Myers. And if you can't just hang with that for two movies, or even just the one movie, this one, because I get it, Halloween 3, it's not necessarily necessary to watch. It's a good time, but if you're only here for Michael Myers, you're going to want to skip that one. Um, and this one, I wouldn't say skip it. Because there is some Michael Myers. You get some really fun things with Michael Myers in there. And it is kind of about Michael Myers, but the idea of Michael Myers. So he's there and he's not there. It's hard to explain. Just hang with it. I promise. Just hang with it. And it'll be an awesome ride. That's my official spoiler-free review. Now I'm going to get into the spoiler stuff, so buckle in. So the biggest complaints that I have seen online for this movie is there's 
not enough Michael Myers in it, and there's too much Corey in it. Who is Corey? Corey is kind of the centerpiece for this movie. Um, he gets added into the mix, and my personal take is he's a great addition. I think the actor, the actor, excuse me, does an amazing job of just giving life to this. Honestly, this this poor character, like Corey's character, is so interesting to me he is king mom i can fix him like like you look at him and if you're a female in the audience and you have that sort of thought of like i can fix him you're gonna have that times 50 with this guy and if you don't i don't know what's wrong with you because like he is the most sad little puppy dog of a human being that just gets shit on and shit on and shit on and that's kind of the point of him and kind of the point of this movie um the cold open is amazing. So the cold open is why this kid gets shit on. Um, you see the year after uh, Michael Myers' return, you know, 2019, he accidentally on Halloween night kills a kid. And it is 100% an accident. A little bit the kid's fault, a little bit his fault. I mean, he lets his fear kind of overcome him, which is sort of the point of this movie is what happens when you let fear overwhelm you? What happens when you personify fear? And that's, like, the motive of Corey. And not necessarily his personal motive, but from the writer's perspective, that's what he represents, and that's the driving force in him. Is he has let fear overwhelm him, and he has let fear drive him. And not in the same way that Lori did, and not in the same way that Karen did, which I think is an incredible and amazing thing to think about. And that's why I like these movies, because from a psychological standpoint, thematic standpoint, they're incredible. I absolutely adore that the writers took this, and instead of turning it into a Friday the 13th, which nothing's wrong with Friday the 13th, it just already exists, so I don't think we need a repeat of Friday the 13th. Let Friday the 13th do what it's doing. Let Halloween do what it's doing. And Halloween is not... We're just here for lots of crazy kills. You get lots of crazy kills, which, God bless, love that, thanks guys. But it's also here to say something thematically. And I think that that's very interesting, and I think it's very needed. Like, I think it's a really fun tool. And John Carpenter himself has said, you know, all movies are trying to, trying to tell a story. They're trying, they've got thematic elements, they've got morals, they've got, you know, they've got something to say. And these Halloween movies have a lot of that, which I love. I, I think if a movie is just existing to exist, for me, it's kind of pointless. That's why I like horror movies like Lamb, and I like horror movies like these new Halloween movies, and I like horror movies like Candyman and Annihilation. They're trying to say something, and they're trying to, they're trying to get to you in a way that no other movie is getting to you. You know, it's not just about, we're here to kill things. And those are fine movies, too. I enjoy, uh, like, I, I have Willy's Wonderland in my stack of DVDs, and it is very stupid and very fun, and I enjoy it a lot. And it's just animatronics killing people. Like, it's so stupid, but I love it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just Halloween is not that. So if what you wanted was... Michael Myers pretending to be Jason Voorhees where he just comes in and kills people for having sex or whatever. Go go watch Friday the 13th instead. That's and that's like I said there's nothing wrong with that, but let Friday the 13th do what it's doing, let Halloween do what it's doing. And Corey is really kind of 
the driving force in this movie. Because without Corey, Allison and Lori are just two survivors surviving. And Lori's doing a little bit more living in this movie, which I love. Uh, I saw someone say, oh, she's going back to being 19 again. She's got these cute little crush moments with Frank. And I think that's true. And I love it. And I think it's super sweet. And I love Frank. But um, Allison is not there. Allison is still dealing with the fact that both of her parents are dead. She's living with her grandma, which is like, there's nothing wrong with that. But she's dealing with the fact that she's a survivor and that no one really understands except her grandma, which is true. Um, and even her grandma is on a different level because her grandma in this movie is, if you're an audience member, you're seeing her as this amazing, wonderful survivor hero. But these people in this town are blaming her for Michael Myers coming back, for him still being out there. They're like, you, like, there's a scene where this lady's like, you provoked him. And I'm like, how the fuck did she do that? She didn't go talk to him. She didn't go, t like, if anyone provoked him, it was those stupid podcasters. Fucking podcasters always ruining things. It was those stupid podcasters, and she didn't do anything. Like, she literally did nothing. What do you mean that she provoked him? She just set a trap for herself. Well, not for herself, but for him, so she could feel safe. And even then, she didn't feel safe. So, in Halloween Kills, she's in the hospital because of her bravery. And that's where she spends most of the movie. And I think that... It's kind of detrimental to that movie. Um, like, it's fine. Lori needs a break. But I love the Lori in this movie. She's amazing. She's here. She's trying to live. She's trying to live. And that's a very interesting thing to see, is this old Lori trying to live. And be a grandma and help her granddaughter wrestle with this trauma. And a trauma that she's gone through something similar so it's a little different, of course, but she's trying to help Allison get through this and understand it emotionally. Like when Allison, there's a scene, Allison's banging on the microwave because it's not doing whatever she wants it to do. And Lori comes in and she's like, what are you, here, let me help you kind of a thing. And she's like, can't I just be mad? And she's like, yes, you can be mad and you can smash things, but just be careful because it's addicting. <laughs> and I just love that line. I laughed out loud in the theater and I'm like, damn, she's right. Like... <laughs> You can be mad. You can't smash things. You're just going to never want to stop. And that's kind of what happens to Corey in this movie. And I, that's why I love that line so much is Corey accidentally kills this kid. Everybody's like, he's a killer. He's like, they call him a pedophile, these stupid teenagers. And you're like, what? He accidentally killed a kid. He didn't rape a kid. But whatever. Teenagers are teenagers. And they're like, oh, you killed him, blah, blah, blah. And you're a piece of trash, yada yada, and it sucks because, like, it was an accident. Like, Corey's 21 in this, in the, in the, 2019 he's 21. So he's a couple years older now, of course. But you're like, he, his life got ruined at 21, not even because of anything he really, like, did. Like, I guess you could say, well, he shouldn't have reacted the way he reacted. But at the same time, he himself is still just a kid. Like, 21-year-olds are still kids. Their brains aren't fully developed. You're still going through a lot of things. You're still figuring out life. Like Allison said, you know, when I look at you, I see someone who's just trying to figure it the fuck out. And that's so true. I think that's where everybody's at their whole life. They're just trying to figure things out. 
And then this bad shit gets thrown in, and then you have to figure that out. And it looks like Corey doesn't have a great home life. Like, his mom freaks me out. Um, I don't like his mom. I had very visceral reaction to being like, to, to his mom. Scenes with him and his mom. I, I can't stand the mom. Which is good. I mean, shout out to the actress who played her, because, like, obviously that was the goal. But you... It's just terrible. So he doesn't have emotional support from his family. You know, the mom thinks she's being supportive, but not she's not. And he's just trying to live his life and be invisible, basically. He doesn't really go anywhere. He doesn't really do anything. And Allison, it's so funny because Lori gets him and Allison together. And that's w when things start to change for him because Allison is like, you know, she said, I know what it's like to walk around this town and have people look at you and recognize you and think they know what you went through, but they don't. They don't know shit, you know? And that's where she and Corey really connect. And it's really cute and it's so sad. It's so heartbreaking because, like I said, this is a spoiler section. Corey ends up um, becoming the new Michael Myers, quote unquote, for a little while. And he goes around and starts killing people. And it's just so sad. Like, it's so sad. And I think that's the point. Uh, if you're looking at it from a where the fuck is Michael Myers perspective, you're not going to get what this movie's about. It's going to go completely over your head. But if you're looking at this movie with an open mind and you're watching it, it's a really sad story about victims who are constantly victimized. And then they accept that victim mentality and then they let it eat them alive. Like, Allison said, I just kind of want to burn it all down and Corey's like, I'll light the match. And he goes out and starts killing people, specifically people who are bothering Allison, which, um, guys, that is not the way to impress a lady and get her to sleep with you. Um, I mean, it didn't work for Corey. That's not why she slept with him. I just want to point that out, guys. Don't make that mistake. But you see this change in Corey, and they talk about it a lot. Because when Lori first meets him... She's okay with pushing him and Allison together. But then eventually she's like, when I look at him and I look him in the eye, I don't see him anymore. I see Michael. And it's true. There's a scene where poor Corey gets thrown off a bridge and he crawls into a drain or he gets dragged into the drain pipe by Michael Myers. And uh, Michael Myers, he, Corey wakes up. He tries to leave. Michael pops out of nowhere as he tends to do grabs Corey by the throat and looks him in the eye and you can just kind of see this flash of stuff that's happened to Corey and then Michael lets him go and it's always been it's always been a theme in the Halloween movies especially the original you know Dr. Loomis is like I look him in the eye and I just see evil I don't see a human being looking back at me I see evil and it's kind of implied which I think is really fun that Looking into Michael's eyes, looking into, quote-unquote, the abyss, looking into evil, looking into the void. And if you let it look into you and you're not, and you embrace it, something happens to you. And that's what happens to Corey. So when Lori first meets him, she's, like I said, cool with pushing him and Allison together. But then she sees that change in him and notices that change in him. And it's very obvious, um... 
to the audience, like, I, I love the way the actor does it, because you can just tell he's putting off this different personality. And not in a way where you're like, oh, he's obviously acting. It's like, oh, no, okay, that's cool. And he goes around and he starts killing people. The first person he kills is, it sucks, because it's a kill-or-be-killed situation for him. This old guy, uh, this homeless person, was like, I need you to go in there and get me Michael's mask. And he, because I'm Michael Myers, and he's like trying to stab Corey, so Corey stabs him instead. And you just kind of see, like, they even talk about this town needed someone to blame. Like, this town needed a new Michael Myers, and they picked Corey. And that's why Corey is the way he is, like, uh, the dad of the kid who gets murdered. He said, you know, I, I wanted to forgive Corey. And I finally got up the courage to say something to him. Saw him walking down the street. Got up the courage to say something to him. But when I rolled down the window and he looked at me, it wasn't the same kid. He said, the kid who used to mow my lawn wasn't the guy who killed my kid. That guy is the guy who killed my kid. Whoever that new guy is, that's who killed my kid. And so you struggle with this, like, this, I, I love it because... I remember watching, um, I think it was called Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue, which was a documentary about horror movies in America. And John Carpenter said there's two types of horror movies. There's the one where he said you, you're always sitting down by the fire and the old man is saying, you know, oh, there's two types. Of, or the old man is saying, you know, there's, there's evil out there. And he's pointing out into the woods and he's like, there's evil out there. And then there's the type of horror movie where it's like no the evil is us it's inside us and that's Lori has like a moment where she basically says the same thing which I love she's like you know there's the two different types of evil there's the type of evil you have to prepare against you have to be aware of it's out there and it's trying to come in here and then there's the evil that's inside of us and that's the more dangerous of the two because if we let it in and we let it control us we become something different and I I love that's what this whole new Halloween series is basically about is what is fear? Where does it come from? What happens when we let it inside and how it manifests in our own lives? And you see it play out in the world. Like back in Nazi Germany, for example, the, the Nazis were saying that the Jewish people had this disease and that if they get near you, you're going to get the disease. So the German people were turning in their Jewish neighbors to the Nazis. And when they, before that even, the Nazis were like, hey, you're not safe here, we'll move you. That's what they told the Jews. They're like, oh, your family's here. Like, why don't you come here? And they controlled people with fear. And the people were so overwhelmed with fear that they didn't do anything. People were so afraid of the Nazi party that they did not stop them when they came and took their neighbors. They didn't stop them. When people were being hanged in the streets, they didn't stop them. When people were being butchered, there, there's, there's a, an old, old quote from an, from a German, I think it was a German couple. I can't remember exactly. I'm so sorry. I'm sure someone can look it up and figure it out. If you, if you're really prone to, or if you're really, you know, determined to, you can probably look it up and figure it out. I'm just not very good with this stuff. But um, there were these two German people talking about. We saw the smokestacks going up, and we we were told that they were factories, so we didn't do anything. The other person said, no, I think we knew. I think deep down we knew we were, just didn't want to do anything because we were afraid it would be us next. 
And that's the sort of thing that this movie is about is that fear of what are we going to do if we don't have a focal point for the fear, we have to make one. So when Michael Myers disappeared, they made Corey their new Michael Myers and they, they shit on this kid. And he, what he did was an accident. Like genuinely and truly it was an accident. He didn't mean to kill little Jeremy or whatever the fuck the kid's name is. But people needed a new Michael Myers. They needed a new fear to look at, to pinpoint, and to, like, basically to touch. Like, they needed to have something to focus on. And they picked this poor kid. So at the end of the movie, when Lori finally kills Michael, she's like, you know, like, they're like, this isn't usually how we do things. Like, this isn't how it's done. Because she's strapping him to the top of Allison's car, and the sheriff shows up, and he's like, it's how we do things tonight. These people in this town need closure. They need to see this. So they take Michael out to a metal grinder and throw his body in there and grind him up. And uh, I think that's kind of the perfect ending. If you want like a solid closure, just kind of tie everything together. Uh, I think this movie does that really well because the first movie, like I said, all these movies are thematic about fear. You know, and the way fear controls people. So the first movie is about Lori letting this fear trap her and letting it keep her from living her life. Then the second movie is about this mass hysteria. It's about this fear just permeating everyone's lives. And then this third movie is about when you let yourself become this fearsome thing. When you are so afraid of everyone else you hit a point where you decide you have to be the thing that other people fear. And it's just very fascinating to me. And it's very interesting. And I think it was really well done. I love Corey. I love Allison. Uh, Andy Matichak. <laughs> she just, she crushes it. I freaking love, I freaking love her. She, she gets to be a final girl in my book. Because not just this one, but, you know, uh, she was in Sun. That was wild. I think she does great in the horror genre. I think she's a nice new face in there, and I just love seeing her. And, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis, always, always screen queen supreme, just amazing and incredible. Always good to see her in a horror movie, and she just, oh man, in this one, she kills it. And Corey, who's played by, give me one second... He's played by a guy named Rohan Campbell. I've not really seen anything that he's been in. He's been in a lot of shows and I'm not a TV show person. I just don't have the attention span or the dedication to sit down and just watch season after season after season. I just, I don't have that kind of time in my life. And I also just, I just don't have enough focus for that, I guess. Um, but he does an amazing job as Corey Cunningham and I absolutely loved seeing him. He was great. He was an amazing part of the movie, I think. And he he just, he complicated things in such a way, I mean, it left you feeling torn. I, I felt really torn. Because like I said, if you've got that mom, I can fix him instinct, you're on Allison's side. But at the same time, if you're a survivor and you're, you know, logical, you, you get it from Lori's perspective. Like, you're like, yeah, I mean, he's kind of got to go. And the way he goes is just, it's terrible. Like, it, oh man, it's rough. It's good. I'm not going to spoil everything. I think it was a great movie. I highly recommend it. 
if you are the type of person who can just hang with weird shit, this movie is going to be great. It's going to be great for you. And the kills are amazing. Some of them are just wild. And like there's a scene where he's uh, he's a mechanic. My official review on my personal account was a uh, official review of Halloween Ends. Uh, mechanic goes full Michael Myers. I mean, Michael Myers goes full mechanic. I mean, ah, shit, you just gotta see it, man. Because basically that is the movie in a nutshell. Uh, but Corey, he, he does this thing with the blowtorch where he turns it on and he's like torching some stuff under a car and then later on when he's killing someone, he's torching them in the face and you, it's like a very blurry shot, but it's fucking awesome. And I love that. The, the kills are... Oh, there's something else in this movie. And I I do love... Uh, I do love that he killed um, Deborah and Dr. Mathis think that was very deserved. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, they, I mean, not in real life, don't get me wrong, but in a horror movie perspective, yeah, they deserved it. They're assholes. <laughs> so you knew that it was coming. Um, and poor Allison, I mean, she's just having a rough time of it. And there's, there's a scene where he's talking to Lori Corey is, and he says, if I don't have Allison, no one else will. And that's not to say no one else can have her. It's very different from saying that. No one else won't have her. He's saying no one else will have her. No one else in that town is going to touch her because of what she's been through. And there's a scene, too, where he says, did, did you escape Michael Myers or did Michael Myers let you go? And, I, I, and he's asking for a very specific reason because Michael lets him go. Um, but that kind of question, you're like, I wonder how many times she's heard that. I wonder how many times people have pegged her as you escaped when your parents didn't. You left them to die because they just don't even know what's going on. And Allison has to deal with that every fucking day in this town. And I think that's very interesting. Um, so just just a lot of great themes going on in this movie. A lot of good questions. I, As a person who has PTSD and has survived certain things, this version of Halloween... Starting with Halloween 2018, I like it very much. I identify with it on a personal level, and I think it's inventive, and it's trying to say things, and I love that. Even if Halloween Kills kind of fell on its face a little bit, I still like that it tried to say something. And this one, I don't think it falls on its face. I think the acting is good. I think there's some tense moments. I think there's some genuinely amazing kills. Some great acting. I love the characters. And I like that we get to see Frank again. And I love the addition of Corey Cunningham. And I think, I just think it's a great movie. Um, highly recommend it. Please go see it. And even if you're not into a movie with less Michael Myers, even if that's what you want, you want more Michael Myers, go see this movie. Go see this movie once, twice, three times, tweet at Universal, let them know you want another Michael Myers movie with more Michael Myers. But if this movie doesn't make any money and you say that to Universal, Universal's going to go, you didn't show up for this one, why are you going to show up for another one and they're not going to give it to you? So do both. Show up for this movie and tweet at Universal if that's what you really want. But don't shit on this movie just because it's not what you expected. And don't shit on this movie just because it's not a Michael Myers movie, it's a Halloween movie. They're very different things. As a Halloween fan and a John Carpenter fan, I appreciate this movie a lot. And I appreciate what these new writers are trying to say. And I just think it's a beautiful thing. So 
that's me. That's my perspective on it. Um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Those are my two social medias. I'm here uh, on, oh, fuck, what is it called? RSS. <laughs> here on RSS. I'm on Spotify as well. So um, like, comment, share, those sorts of things. And as always, beware the moon, y'all. 